should be played at high volume. You're listening Not us. to the Grind Hours Podcast. You can either have the money and a hammer or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours Podcast for February 16th, 2023. Finally, finally I'm recording. The Kevin Durant has left the Brooklyn Nets podcast. The Kevin Durant trade podcast that I teased a week ago. Yeah, a week ago. I said it would be out later that Thursday. Well, little did I know it would take a week for this podcast to come out. And I have a lot a lot of things to say. A lot of things to say. Um, I'm still damaged. I'm still not over the trade. Maybe the Knicks loss makes me feel it even more that Kevin Durant is no longer a Brooklyn Net and I get to watch him on a nightly basis. Durant still has not made his debut with the Phoenix Suns that will come after the All-Star break. He's expected to be out until at least the 24th of February. I know that's during the All-Star break, but... In either case, let's just jump right into it here. And Durant has left a Grand Canyon-sized crater in the Brooklyn Nets. Sean Marks and company are exactly at the same place that they were before signing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They just have a bunch of really good players to... Nice role players, and they could win some games. They're going to be frisky when it comes to the postseason. They might win, you know, two or three games and then fizzle out, and that's it. And that sucks, you know, as a net fan, from going from championship aspirations this year to, hey, we might win two games in the playoffs. It, it's just, it's a drastic shift in expectations and what I keep coming back to with this is when the Nets finally get themselves off the mat and try to attract more big name free agents why would anybody want to come here two of the top 10 players arguably in 2019 came here And left four years later with one series win to show for it. And they played 74 games together. That's not even a full season together in four years. And I know COVID and extenuating circumstances and all that. I understand that. And injuries, fine. But you would think that they would play more than just 74 games together. And it, it, it really... It's damning in a way because... That affects how other players around the league perceive the team. And I know Kevin Durant will probably not go out on record and blast the Nets. That just doesn't seem like who he is as a person. That's just not who he was as a Net. But Kyrie has already done, tried to take ginormous swings at the Nets' top brass. And it's coming off a little petty because, to me... If Kyrie wants to talk like this, 
I mean, play more than half your games. Don't get suspended for anti-Semitism and not apologizing for it. Don't come at a team and say, you know, I wanted it to work out, but because of injuries and this thing and that thing, it didn't work out. Be a better teammate. Be a better teammate. And, I mean, that's all I'll say about Kyrie Irving. Um, He's no longer on my team. I no longer have to think about him. That's probably the last thing for a long, long time I will say about Kyrie Irving. What I will talk about is the Nets' new big three, in air quotes. Nicholas Claxton, Cam Thomas, and Mikael Bridges. And Cam Johnson could be, instead of Cam Thomas, maybe I'm just you know looking at Cam Thomas with rose-colored glasses because of three 40-point games. Cam Thomas, for all we know, could be the next coming of Jeremy Lin, where he had a flash-in-the-pan moment, and that flash-in-the-pan was as scorching hot as you possibly can get. And Cam Thomas, for three games, was the talk of the NBA. He was the centerpiece. He had a horrible game against the Knicks uh, two nights ago. They do... I'm recording this on Wednesday. This is going to go out on Thursday, but I'm recording this on Wednesday, so the Heat game is yet to be played. But I... I expect maybe 25 points. And, I mean, that's still a lot of points. 25, if you average 25, you're an all-star in the NBA. You are. But Thomas has set a standard that it's unfair for him to live up to. He was basically Kevin Durant for four games. That's not who he is. I think he's 19 years old, 20 years old. He's still got a lot of growing to do in this league. I really hope that Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson can help him mature in that way because they're closer in age to him than Durant is, and they can tell him to look out for all the pitfalls because Cam Thomas or uh, Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson have played with stars. They've played with Chris Paul. They've played with Devin Booker. So they 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 see superstars. And they are also all-star players themselves. They can help guide Cam Thomas into becoming the homegrown guy that all Net fans want him to be. I would love if Cam Thomas is a forever Net. I would. But it's way too early. It's three games. Everyone's getting excited about three games. I was even getting excited about three games. He is a certified bucket. That that we know because it's been more than just three games for that. He's shown about eight or nine, ten games where he can just go get 20. And that doesn't just happen. You can't just go get 20. And I, I know that there's a lot of scoring in the NBA, but going out a night and saying, ah, screw it, I don't care, I'm going to get 20. That, that just doesn't happen. It takes a special talent to be able to do that. So... I think Cam does have a long, long way to go, but I am rooting like hell for him, and I really hope that he actually turns out to be the player that every net fan expects him to be because even a couple of years ago, they, the fans wanted him to play more because when he got playing time, he got buckets. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I really, really hope that this big three... And I, the reason why I didn't put K, 
Cam Johnson on that list is because he's a restricted free agent. Someone is going to want Cam Johnson. I don't know if the Nets want to match the offer sheet that a contending team is going to offer for Cam Johnson. And that scares me. Cam Johnson is a good player. I would really, really, really like to build around the next net core with Cam Johnson in the fold. But again, he's a restricted free agent. Sean Marks and, and company would have to match the offer sheet to somebody else. And based on the way that they just completely sold the deadline and, and are trying to rearrange this thing on the fly, I don't know if Cam Johnson is in their long-term plans. So for the time being... I'm not going to include him in the quote-unquote Nets Big Three. But if he signs up and you know he's he signs a 40-year deal in the offseason and we're ready to roll with Cam Johnson in the fold, I will definitely include him over Cam, Thompson, Cam Thomas. I will rearrange the Cams in the Big Three for the Brooklyn Nets. I will take a quick break and come back and talk about why Sean Marks deserves another crack at rearranging this Nets roster. Back after this. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Green, Putnam, and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistant programs. Through an app-assisted network, of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies. Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self-stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called Chowmatch, and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistant programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chow Match app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time, spelled out, F-E-E-D-H-V.org. Now back to the podcast. Coming back here, let's talk about Sean Marks, who in his net tenure has brought the team up from the depths of Prokhorov hell to actually getting them back into the national conversation as a playoff team and a team that could be, you know, frisky, to signing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, trading for James Harden, to this, to now, to what the Nets currently are, which is what they were 
not the depths of Prokhorov hell, but the frisky team. He's taken a step back. And every team, at some point, has to take a step back. It's just, he failed. And this team failed at being a super team. How does he continue to, to do his job? Does he get another contract extension? Does he get fired soon? What allows him to operate like what he left in San Antonio before he got to, the, to Brooklyn? Because that's what he's trying to build. He's trying to be San Antonio 2.0. And I know San Antonio doesn't go out and get mega stars like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. They try to grow from within with Kawhi and Tony Parker and Manu and, and Tim Duncan and, and, you know, David Robertson forever ago. So, and Gervin before that. And in either case, he's trying to be San Antonio. Well, again, what gives him the right to see that out? To continue to be the general manager, does he has he convinced Joe Sy that this will work? That the teardown of the Scary Hours Big Three is going to work? I don't know. I don't know if Jock Vaughn, who yes, he's extended through the end of next season, is he the coach next year? Like, there's such gray area within the next. Four to five months of this franchise, what direction are they truly going to go? Sean Mark said he still wants to contend, he still wants to compete for a title. Well, as this team is currently constructed, yeah, they could make the playoffs. They could be a 5-6 seed. But nothing more than that, and they might not even get out of the first round. They are not contending for a title this year. How do they go about with draft picks that, yes, they are coming in, but how is he able to fix this in a way that gets the Nets to where he wants them to be, where he says they should be, contending for titles? I don't know. I do know that he is good at something. He is good at drafting in the second round. Cam Thomas, second round pick. Nick Claxton, second round pick. Jared Allen basically was a seventh-round pick for where he was selected. He was selected at the very end of the first round. So that's basically a second-round pick. He's good at that. He does have a lot of second-round picks. And with the pick swaps and the picks from Phoenix and Dallas all the way at the end of the decade, are we even sure he's going to be here as well? Like... That's a trade for the next GM. Because, again, I don't think Sean Marks, is, as, as highly as I think of the man, I do. And I've met him, and he he's a really nice human being from the brief interactions I've had with Sean Marks. But I don't know if he's built up enough goodwill in that building to be the general manager that's picking with the Dallas pick in 27 with the Phoenix pick in 27 and the Dallas pick in 29. I don't know if he's 
built that up yet. And if this rebuild or retool, whatever you want to call it, goes horribly wrong, he's gone. He's not going to be here to use those selections. So why, why do this deal? Because general managing, yes, it has to be thought long term. You, you want to be able to build consistency. But at the same time, you have to win now as well. And I don't know if Marks can do both. And again, I don't know if he could be here until 2029. So as much as he wants to build this team to be San Antonio... I think that this deal does set the Nets back and does ultimately get him fired. I do. I don't, I don't think he's around for much longer. If I had to give a shelf life of Sean Marks' time in Brooklyn, and he will get another job somewhere else. Somebody else who is in dire need of a rebuild will hire him as a general manager, and he will do a good job because that's what he does best. He takes scraps and makes them into a playoff team. So, I would say three years. Uh, you know, at the end of the 2025 season, I don't know if he's going to be around anymore. And Jacques Vaughn, he better do a tremendous job coaching this group and, you know, reinvigorate Ben Simmons and prolong the career of... you know, Watanabe and actually help along the career of Cam Thomas. It just, the transition period that this team is in, in the near short term, scares me to death because it could go tremendously well or just tremendously, tremendously wrong. And it's going to be 2025 or 2045, excuse me, before we're contending again. Like that's just, I don't know where to go with this team, but what I will tell you for certain is going to come up right after the break. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes and luckily that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately 7 minutes. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, fans of tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR to get into the building to get yourself a seat. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. One more time, code GRINDHOUR. That's G-R-I-N-D-H-O-U-R at checkout. Hey kids, are those ancient records getting tiring in these troubled times? Finally time to get your ass off the couch and make something of yourself? Well, of course not, because there's yet another podcast you'll be recommended and not actually listen to. Put on your fun hats, we're on our way. You're damn right. 
All jokes aside, if you're a fan of the Grind Hours podcast with Joe Leo, you'll be right at home here. Want to know that the Ford Bronco is back? Guys, the Ford Bronco is back. Indeed, the Ford Bronco is back. Alongside those pressing news snippets, you'll get complaints about the Wilpons, Bobby Vanilla, and the New York Mets as well as riveting life advice from the resident love swami, Nicholas J. Paradis. I saw condoms in my son's plastic bag when we arrived at the house. Two packs with 36 each. Jesus Christ, dude. Subscribe at your local podcast depository, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. New episodes are posted weekly every Friday. For our weekly advice segment, please send us a message over at anchor.fm slash children's programming pod. We always look forward to hearing from you. Finishing up the podcast, what I do know for certain is Sean Marks should not, should not, against everything, should not trade the picks that he got in the Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant trades. I don't care who becomes available. I don't care what's at stake. I don't care if it really, truly puts the Nets over the championship threshold. Those picks that they got in 2027 and 2029 are as valuable assets as you can have currently in the NBA. And he should hold on to them in like a war chest, like war chest behind a a vault behind another vault behind a brick wall encased in platinum and obsidian. Like there's nothing that he should do. You should have to go on a hundred year voyage to be able to gain access to the 2029 and 2027 picks. They, they, you shouldn't there. They should be classified as, as top secret. No one should be able to even discuss them. That's how valuable they are. Because who knows where Phoenix is going to be and where Dallas is going to be. Both stars in Luka Doncic and Devin Booker could be on different teams. So, and they're unprotected. That's the biggest thing. They are unprotected. There's under no circumstances. Again, I don't care if you could trade those picks for Michael Jordan and Kareem. I wouldn't do it. Because what happened with the Boston Celtics and that those teams kind of being run-of-the-mill, kind of what the Nets are right now, run-of-the-mill, sort of playoff teams, not really making any noise, and then you get to those two drafts and you hit on those two picks in Tatum and Brown. They're set up for 15 years of success. They will most likely win a title because of that trade, the Billy King Prokhorov deal. That deal will set them up and has set them up for the next great Celtic run, which we are currently in. So I would love, 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 love for that to happen for the Nets. Because that's what that's why you make this deal. You have visions of being the Celtics. 
of getting your own version of Brown and Tatum and just flying off into the sunset and eventually winning a title. So please, please, whatever you do, Sean Marks, and if the, the next GM comes in, whatever you do, whoever that is, do not trade these picks. It would kill me. It would actually kill me if the, the, these picks are not the Nets in 27 and 29. And how I want to end this podcast is I want to run through the Nets roster for the next two years until the end of the 24-25 season. We have the albatross that is Ben Simmons at $37 million this year and then $40.3 million next year. Jeez, he's scoring two points, grabbing six rebounds and four assists, making $40.3 million. No one is going to want that contract. Mikel Bridges next year or this year is $21 million. I believe next year goes up to like $23, and he's, he's under deal for the next uh, three after this year. Spencer Dinwiddie is an expiring contract. We will ha- the Nets will have to pay Spencer Dinwiddie at the end of the, the year. He's making $20 million this year. Joe Harris, also an expiring contract. Dorian Finney-Smith is under contract. He's an expiring this year. I'm sorry. Dinwiddie is an expiring... Yeah, Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Joe Harris are all expiring this year. Royce O'Neal is under contract this year, and then part of it's guaranteed, part of it's not guaranteed next year. He's an expiring next year. Patty Mills is not under contract after this year. Cam Johnson, we already talked about. He's a restricted free agent. Cam Thomas hasn't really. He's still under his rookie deal. De'Aaron Sharp, same thing. Edmund Sumner, same thing. Drew Smith hasn't. I'm pretty sure he hasn't even... um, really kicked into his rookie deal yet. He's still a two-way player. And David Duke Jr. is a restricted free agent. And Nicholas Claxton, 8.7 this year. He's an expiring next year. What does this team look like after the 2024-25 season? I mean, Simmons is going to be here because no one's going to want that deal. Mikel Bridges is going to be here because he's the main building piece of your organization. Hopefully, Cam Johnson will be here. But after that, I mean... It's Cam Thomas, it's Daron Sharp, it's Edmund Sumner, it's Drew Smith, it's maybe uh, David Duke Jr., and it's Nick Claxton. So the canvas is pretty much wide open, and that's why this team scares me to, to all hell, because what can happen and where you can be and what has to happen for things to go right, Sean Marks has to nail the draft. No one is coming here. Nobody, like I said in my emergency podcast, walking home from the train last week. Brooklyn right now has become what Jersey was at the tail end of the stint in Jersey. No one's coming here. No one is saying I'm signing up to play in Brooklyn anymore. It, the mirage has worn off. It, it's just everyone knows what we are. Thanks to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So... How do you get better? You get better by drafting and developing talent. And Sean Marks has to continue to do that at a high level. Or, I mean, we're probably going to be like the Chicago Bulls, which is not bad, but it's not where you want to be in the grand scheme of things. That'll do it for the podcast. 
hopefully, maybe we will have a NBA All-Star edition podcast this week, if not next week. Baseball season is ever closer. Five days away until pitchers and catchers. I am so excited. But on this side of the coin, not the fake Jay Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com, and of course this podcast. If you like this podcast, please like, share, like, subscribe, share this podcast to anybody who you seem fit. This is how you know I just don't plug and play all the outros. They're actually real. Huge thanks to SeatGeek, to 7-Minute Stories, to Feed Hudson Valley, and to Children's Programming Podcast for sponsoring today's episode. Again, hopefully an all-star podcast at the end of this week, um, if not next week. Definitely a baseball podcast next week. And uh, yeah, have a great, great weekend. And hope everyone's happy and healthy. Spend time with your family this weekend, and I will talk to you on the other side. Lansing, Michigan, Michigan State, we're praying for you. And from the sweet words of Semisonic, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.